Oh, praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Everybody doing good? If you weren't, you are now. <laughs> yeah. I just thank you, Jesus, this morning for speaking this morning. I just have uh, something on my heart this morning that I'm going to kind of start out with. And You know, my desire, and I've just been just seeking the Lord and praying, and, um, you know, it's that that all of us, Thank you, man. Come to a place where uh, we're pleasing to the Father. I feel like, uh, so I read scripture and I look at the culture back then and our culture now. We live in a whole other culture these days and there's this idea that uh, that we're owed something, you know, and that we deserve something. And so in that, we live in a, a place where we feel like our emotions need to be ministered to all the time. Does that make sense? So we're seeking to be uh, on this emotional high and when we don't have it, we chase something that that uh, is going to feed something in us, and we call it God. And as I look at look at things in our area and different different ones, and um, we can really. <clears throat> get in a pattern in our lives to chase things that chase an addiction. Does that make sense? <clears throat> and we say it's Jesus, but we're really, we're chasing from conference to conference or to speaker to speaker or from worship thing to worship thing. We're seeking, we're chasing this thing to fill us that only Christ Jesus can do. And as I'm reading Scripture, and I'm just like anybody else in here, I'm trying to learn. I'm, I, I want to know Jesus in a way, and I want to know Him in a way that's a lifestyle and not a uh, just things that maybe I can learn to say. I want to know him in such a way that it's um, my foundation. And so there's a passion in me <clears throat> to have the, the fundamental things of my house and to have them so strong that when, when things hit me, I'm not washed away. Does that make sense to you guys? Is anybody else in here, has anybody in here been going through something that feels like it's been a chaotic storm that's just been unrelenting? Um, and if we don't have these nuts and bolts to our foundation and we're chasing some, some addiction or chasing some, something that we think is going to fill us, 
and it's not Christ Jesus, then we're destined for failure. But, but not only that, I, you know, something that God's just been stirring in me, and it's when I read out of Galatians, and in Galatians, Paul's talking about in that chapter 6, what, I, what I'm planting in the ground I'm going to receive this harvest of. And, and so what, what are we as a people toiling? What, the ground we're breaking, what are we breaking? Does that make sense to you guys? What, what are we toiling over? And what fruit am I bearing? So it's, it's, as Chad was saying this morning, it's, it's for the Father and it's for everyone else. It can be real easily to get lost in doing something for myself. I need this. I'm going through this. Instead of laying our life down for Jesus. And so, as I, you know, who is, who was Jesus? What did he do when he was here? Was he chasing a big time word? Was he chasing a conference? Was he chasing some high No, he wasn't. He lived a life that uh, just something God was showing me is the things Jesus embraced most of the time is things that we run from. Are we embracing these things we're going through because we're so in love with Jesus? Because as a brother and I were talking this morning, it it takes going through those things to own something. And I can't give anything to anybody else if I don't own it. It's just to be words come out of my mouth. There's no life to it. And so if I can't lay my life down for my wife at home, if I can't do things for my children at home, if I can't do these simple fundamental things, but I want to get up here and talk about it, there's no life behind it. And so there's a process that we got to go through in these things in life. And it's not something that, um, that we really, it's really attractive, right? You know, going through, going through the fire of something is not really, you know, we ask for the, for the fire of God. It's something God's been stirring to me, you know, the fire of God to, to burn out the old things of Tyler and the, the Holy Spirit to, to set me on fire for him. And I'm thinking about the three men's in the fiery furnace. You know, and they're, they're, they're stepping in there for their faith. And they get one last chance. And what was his response was, he says, even if my God doesn't save me, I'm going to worship him. Did that sound like an emotional high at that moment? Did that, did that? Did that seem like, uh, man, I want to go after that ministry, you know? <laughs> and so that's what I'm getting at. Those are things that in our culture, naturally, we, we've been taught, it's okay, you deserve this, 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 and that. You know, you're entitled to this. It's going to be okay. So what if God's allowing me to go through something, to purify something in me, to give it to someone else? Because there's somebody waiting on us to, to gain some ground in some things and to not quit. I love the message last week about finishing our race. 
And all races are going to look different. All walks of life are going to look different. But ask yourself this question. This race I'm running, when I come to the other side and I meet Jesus, am I just going to get through the door or am I, is it going to be, am I going to leave a, a legacy for a body of people to follow, to look like Jesus. As Paul says, walk as I walk. Can we literally say that about ourselves? Can we, can I say that about myself? Can you say that about yourself? Can, can you literally right now say that everybody could follow me and walk with me day and night and literally see Jesus in every circumstance? This is not a condemning word. This is a word of encouragement to be who he's called us to be. And so I want to start out today with um, about obedience. And if y'all want to, I want to start with uh, Matthew seven twenty four. Jesus says, everyone who hears my teachings and applies it to his life can be compared to a wise man who built his house on an unshakable foundation. Everyone who hears my teaching and applies it to his life. Are we applying his teachings to our life? Are we applying the the life that Jesus laid his life down for us? Are we applying the sufferings? Are we applying the, the perseverance? Are we applying the, the times? You know, I was thinking about this morning when uh, Jesus at the wedding feast submitted to his mother. You know, in all these different circumstances, you know, Jesus in the wilderness. Did, did that look like he's being led by the Spirit? Did that look like this uh, supernatural thing, you know, <clears throat> when he's led to a place and Satan comes to him and offers him an, an emotional addiction? You do this for me and I'll give you everything. If we were faced with that in a moment right there, if we're faced with that in a moment and say, you just do what I tell you to do and I'll give you the biggest ministry you want. I'll, I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll make it glamorous. I'll make you look good. You won't ever have to suffer. You won't ever have to go through anything. You just do what I tell you to do. But Satan doesn't come to us in a way where we're gonna look like this pitchfork. He's gonna come to us that looks like an angel. Are we walking such and laying such a fu fundamental foundation in our life that we're going to know that and we're going to go, no, thank you. I want to embrace something that everybody else is going to run from because I'm not about pleasing man anymore. He, God wants a people that's not about pleasing men, but it's about pleasing him. And that we want an aroma. You know, I want to be a Mary in my life. And I've been a, Mar a Martha for too long. And when you've done that, you, you, you don't want any more part of it. I want, I want to break that jar over his feet. 
not for anybody to see me, not for anybody to know. Who are we? Like, who are we in those times when nobody's watching? Are we, are we embracing these things in Him? What is the foundation that we're laying? Am I laying such a foundation that I may be the only one walking down that road at times? And everybody else is looking at you like, what are you doing? Anybody else ever felt like that? Walking through some things and it's like, everybody's looking at you like, man, you could have it so much easier. You know, you could have all these things. You could do all this. and You know, for what? It says, when the rain fell and the floods came with fierce winds beating upon his house, it stood firm because of its strong foundation. But everyone who hears my teaching and does not apply it to his life can be compared to a foolish man who built his house on sand. When it rained and rained and the flood came, the wind and waves beating upon his house, it collapsed and was swept away. What are we doing when the rains are coming and they keep coming and they keep coming and they keep coming? It's going to be important at that. Okay, let me ask you this. In that moment, can they redo their foundation? Then can they go, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop now and make sure my foundation's right. But by the time Jesus finished speaking, the crowds were dazed and overwhelmed by his teachings because his words carried such great authority, quite unlike their religious scholars. It took him going through some things to gain this authority. Why do we think we're any different? Why do we think we're going to be able to just do whatever we want to do? Is it right for me to think like that and to expect these rewards that he's, that he's called for us? I'm going to read a few more scriptures if y'all bear with me. I want to go to 1 Corinthians 3. God has given me unique gifts as a skilled master builder who has laid a good foundation. Afterward, another craftsman comes and builds on it. So builders beware. Let every builder do his work carefully according to God's standards. For no one is empowered to lay an alternative foundation other than the good foundation that exists, which is Jesus Christ. We don't get this privilege to say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it this way. And then Genesis 22, where Isaac's laid upon the altar, and won't go through and read the whole passage, but we know the story where God's asking him to lay his own son. And I've been thinking about Abraham's shoes, but then I began to put myself in Isaac's shoes. 
What if you're Isaac and what if you're the one that's getting laid upon the altar? You know, Chad's, when he's taught this, he's talked about the age and the size of this young man. It's not like a little boy. So, I mean, he, he could have resisted. He could have fought. He could have fought for his rights, said, I don't deserve this. He, he could have gone to these places and go, I don't, I, I'm, I'm owed better. Are we at a place where we're willing to lay there and to go through some things? If you're that Isaac, if I'm that Isaac, where, <clears throat> what am I going to do in that moment? And if y'all go with me, I want to read this Hebrews 5, 8 through 10. But even though he was a wonderful son, he learned to listen and obey through all his sufferings. And after being proven perfect in this way, he has now become the source of eternal salvation to all those who listen to him and obey. For God has designated him as the king priest who is over the priestly order of Melchizedek. I want in my life to be proven through going through these things. You know, I want, I want to be able to be willing to embrace the call of God in my life. And I remember for so long, I was asking so many years, like, God, what's your will? What's your calling in my life? You know, I'd go up and get all these different men praying over me and all this seeking, what's your, what's your will for my life? And at that moment, I really, the, I wasn't, I wasn't um, hearing, you know, my will for you is to lay your life down, to lay, to lay your wants down, to lay your earthly desires down. And then I got deceived in my life thinking, color ministry or something over it and thinking, and then getting to do what I wanted to do and calling it Jesus. And so it's really important imperative that in our lives that, that we're obedient to Christ Jesus. And laying a foundation is a process. And it doesn't feel like you're building anything. And it doesn't look like you're getting anywhere. I don't understand about building a house, but I understand about building a horse. because That's what I do. Same thought process. When I build that horse, if I make any mistakes in the first few days, that horse will remember it the rest of his life. And yeah, you can go up and try to cover it up, but he always has that in the back of his mind. You've, you've always wounded a place in his mind that if you don't handle it just right, he's gonna always drift, drift back. So the, the fundamental work cannot be rushed. It's a process. I was talking to a brother this morning the other day I was messing with this colt and he was real fractious and his mind wasn't all the way there and I had to just take increments and then let him and just talk, reward him, encourage him and link increments. Well, in about 30 minutes, he was way further ahead. But I, I, it took some time and how much time in your life are you willing to go through the process 
Are you trying to get to some end goal without suffering? Are you, are you wanting something without being proven? Does that make sense to anybody in here? What do we want? Do you want something quick? Or do we want something to be proven by fire that when the storm hits and when things come, we're not thinking, well, let me run to the next conference because it'll lift me up and I can be on this high. Or can we go, you know what, I'm going to dig my feet down a little deeper. I'm going to stand on the ground that the, fu- the fundamental foundations that have been laid and I will not be moved. Because men of God in here, if you're moved, your wife's going to be moved and your children are going to be moved. What, am I, what, what foundation am I leaving for my kids? Because if I'm going to do that, they're going to follow me. I can say all day long something different, but they're going to follow my actions. So men of God in this house, it is so imperative, imperative our foundation we're laying. And it's not just for our children. What about the disciples you're making? What, what about the ones that are following your spiritual children? They're watching you. They're watching what you're doing. They're watching me. And we all need grace and mercy in this time. It is just imperative. I really hope somebody gets tonight, today the fundamental things that we got to have. And to be in a body of people There is an obedience factor that we want to think, oh man, I'm an American. I've got the right to leave. (laughs) I can go to the next next church. I can go to the next thing. I don't got to walk through this. No, you don't. You don't. We all have a choice not to. I want to choose to stay. I want to choose to let God build my foundation at whatever cost, whatever it takes. And it's not fun sometimes going through the fire. It's not fun sometimes being chastened and, and disciplined. In So as a, a parents in here, you discipline just to discipline or you discipline to see your children become who God's called them to be? Our Father loves us so much that something God was showing me is that He allows certain things for us to go through because it has to, we have to go through that to get where we want to be. We, we want so badly to skip certain things. We want so badly to just not have to go through things. But if we look at each man in Scripture, if... But if we look at Jesus, he has, Jesus has to be our standard. I, I can't be my standard and no one else. It has to be him. And so when he's my standard, then I keep going from glory to glory. I can't be my own standard. You can't be your own standard. But it's imperative that we get this foundation built. Because there is someone out there waiting, like I said earlier, on us to gain this area in our life because I there's some things that we may go through where we're at in our nation and things and what are we going to do when things get really stirred up
So this morning, I just, I just wanted to share my heart, but I really want that uh, this place of hunger in my life, but I desire it for everyone else too, not just not just for me. I, I desire for God to stir His hunger up in all of us, and to know that these things we're going through is not for our destruction, but it's for building us up into the building that he's created us to be. And I want to be, I want to get through things. There, there's times I haven't, my flesh doesn't want to go through it. I don't want to deal with the emotions and all the things that I've had to go through. And certain people are gifted different. With how I've been, I was in the flesh, was a very emotional wreck. So it's taken me going through some things to get steady and established in some things. And we can't keep chasing something to be filled for a moment. And then the next Monday, when life hits us again, go, what do we do? That's when we've built this foundation on, on him. It doesn't matter what rain hits us, what storm hits us. We want to look like Jesus. And so my prayer for my life and for you guys is to stir, that God to stir this hunger in us and to really be lit on fire for Christ and to burn all the extra old stuff that needs to be burned out. In order to do that, what does it take? We have to let it happen. We can't reject the process. And for me, God has just made something life to me is, is the process of life. And it sometimes stinks to the flesh. But my flesh needs to die. And I want him to resurrect. And so... If y'all just will stand with me this morning. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for your people. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for each heart in here. I thank you for what they're going through right now. Father, you give them the grace and the mercy to keep standing. Father, I ask that you, Father, give us a hunger and you open our minds to, to see your heart and that we have a hunger to look like you. And that, Father God, we don't run from persecution. We don't run from suffering. We don't run from the storm. But we can do as you did in the boat. And you can cause peace, call peace to chaos and it had to obey you through your authority. And your authority, you say, was gained through your suffering. Father God, we need you to impart some things to us and we need to be the children of God you called us to be. Because others need us 
to be that in the kingdom. They need something to follow. And we need a true revelation what it, what it is to be like Christ Jesus. And Father God, we just thank you, Father. I thank you for your hunger that you poured out on your people. And Father God, your fire of God will just stir us up and to be more like you. And Father God, we just praise you for this day. We thank you for your body. We thank you, Father God, for our pastors of this house. Thank you for the leadership. And we thank you for each person that's here today. And I just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name.